Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell, and we have an incredibly interesting guest today, Mr. Tim Martin. A little background on Tim. Tim is an attorney. He's a prosecuting attorney for a long time. Now he's a private practice attorney. Uh, however, Tim is interesting in the fact that he, in a period of one year or so, joined in 2016, 2017 now, has purchased into nine apartment complex deals that add up to 1,634 units. That's quite a bit of accomplishment in just a short period of time. So he's obviously got his mind set and made up on what he's planning on doing. So without any further ado, let me go ahead and welcome this gentleman on. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, Dell, thanks for having me. Great to join you. Well, Tim, let's take it from the beginning. Um, it's got a lot of great stories. I've talked to you many times. So nice. It's nice knowing you and your brother both for the time that I've known you. The, let's start with the story of um, way back when you decided that something had to change in your life financially. Uh, the story you told was is an incredibly interesting and funny story. Why don't you go ahead and pick it up there from when you first started deciding that something needed to change financially for your long-term look at things. Well, um, you know, Dell, I'll just be... Um, straight, uh, 56 years of age, and, you know, kind of worn out as a trial attorney. Your know, life uh, span is usually around 20 years, um, whether it be a, as a prosecutor or a defense attorney. I do white-collar criminal defense now, but as you said, I was a prosecutor for many years. Um, and basically what I did is I had all my money in a financial institution, mutual funds, individual stocks, as recommended by my broker, and I took three beatings. Uh, the first one was in 97, and then the 2001 tech bubble. I had 60% of my um, assets in uh, techs and, and lost big time. And then the final straw was the 2008-2009 beating. Um, some of those, uh, I lost half of my portfolio, and um, it was very discouraging. And then I came across Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I looked into some of his uh, real estate um, uh, seminars and watched those or webinars. And I went out and I bought 10 single-family homes here in the Chicago metropolitan area. Uh, big mistake was I paid cash for them, but nevertheless, they produced a fantastic return in my eyes, consistently delivering between 12 and 16% a year uh, with a lot of tax advantages. And then I had the capital appreciations on the home since I bought them as foreclosures, rehabbed them, and then was able to um, increase their value by almost um, double uh, each one. And then um, my younger brother uh, told me about lifestyles. And um, once I found out about lifestyles, and then a segment called passive investing where I could actually go into deals, apartment buildings, and without doing any work, invest passively and with little to no risk, get a fantastic tax-free return on my money 
and have that principal still uh, still there and still working for me, and sometimes double within a three to five year period on the nine deals that I'm in thus far since joining Lifestyles. Now that's a really a uh, high rate of return on those single families. You must have purchased them very well. You say you bought them, what, 2009? Did you buy them during the market? I bought them between the 2009 and 2011. They were all bank-owned foreclosures. The business model I used was a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch, all within a three-community area that I was familiar with. And I had a uh, non-union crew go in there and rehab them, and fix them up real nice like you advocate and um, was able to rent them out at a, um, a, a very attractive rental rate. The tenants were happy and uh, the market bounced back and uh, they've really done well in terms of capital appreciation. Sounds like they did a great job on this. Uh, I'm just trying to imagine what the rate of return would have been if you would have used leverage. It's probably been about 100% or better. It, well, I, I looked at it, and I uh, put it on there, you know, that instead of owning 10 houses, if I would have just put 20% down, I could have owned between 40 and 50 houses or wow. 200-unit apartment building, and I would have been a lot better off, um, even though I had a nice return on the, on the houses. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that's uh, just came up in my mind with your statement, because this is a interesting, this is a national show, so there's people in all 50 states listening to this right now. The question I, that I want to bring up is, you mentioned you used a non-union crew. How does that work? And I know Chicago is very liberal, and unions must be very strong there. Uh, what does it mean to use a non-union crew, and is it legal, or do you have problems with unions if you do that? Share with us how that no. works. No, as long as they're licensed, um, and um, as long as they're licensed and they have the insurance, they can pull the permits and do the work for you, whether it be, it doesn't matter what trade it is, plum, plumbers, electricians, it doesn't matter. So um, as long as they're uh, licensed and have insurance, they can pull the um, permits and get the work done for you. So instead of paying anywhere between... 80 and 125 dollars an hour i was paying 40 dollars an hour wow that's a massive difference that's unbelievable yeah. you know because we get the same work done here plumbers electricians and so forth we probably get that work done for 20 30 dollars an hour so uh, it's even less here obviously but that's still that's a massive difference that's really intelligent to be able to figure out how to pull that off uh, as you go into this type of stuff now uh, let's go back to the story that you told me about going to the financial planner. I think you said it was back in 2012. That that story is just a great story for everybody out there. Well, I had given up on my first uh, financial planner, and I went to a new financial planner, uh, one of the biggest houses uh, in the country, uh, uh, national organization, and I set out uh, what I had told you, that I took three significant losses to, to my portfolio. So he had me put down my income, and then my assets and liabilities. And he says, wow, you make a good income. And he says, what do you want to do? And I says, well, I want to retire as soon as I can. I'm a little bit worn out. And um, I would like to you know, keep up my lifestyle, my current lifestyle. And he said, okay. And he looked through everything. He did his analysis. I came back three days later. He sat me down and he says, look, he says, we can do this. We can make this work. And I said, great, tell me how. 
says, well, you're going to keep working until you're 65, just like everybody else. And then we're, what we're going to do is put you, you're going to up your um, annual retirement contribution to 25% of your net income. And I said, oh, boy, you know, that, that'll take a little chunk. And he says, yeah, but the benefits will be there. And I said, how so? And he said, well, when you get to be 65, we're going to put you on the 543 plan. I said, what's the 543 plan? And he says, let me explain it to you. He says, when you get out of the gates at 65, you're going to be roaring to go. Take a lot of vacations, the cruises, uh, what have you, you know, dinner, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be very active. Um, so you're going to be taking out 5% of your principal um, on, on top of your um, Social Security. And then at 70, you're going to be starting to slow down a little bit. Not going to take as many vacations. You're not going to be quite as active, but still you'll be going um, as as most people are, and you go down to four percent withdrawal rate, and then after seventy five, you're at three percent, and then thereafter, because you'll be much slower, and you won't be wanting to take as many vacations, and you won't be as active, and then I says, well then then I'm losing all my principal, and he says it doesn't matter because you can't take it with you. And he starts giggling and laughing. I said, well, that's not what I want to do. I want to kind of leave a uh, legacy and a little bit to my uh, children and my, uh, and my extended family. So um, that was his, the financial planner's route to my fa- financial freedom and my retirement plan, is he was going to put me in stocks and bonds until I was 65 and then keep me in there withdrawing on the 543 plan. So and the, let's just break this down a little bit, Tim, just between you and me. So you lose, you're losing 5% of your net worth, you know, every year. So after five years, you're down to only 75% of what you started with. And that's if the market doesn't turn against you. So now you have less, and now you're going down to 4% of a smaller number. So it's way larger uh, decrease in income than what it first appears. So we'll cover that when we get back. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Our number here is 877-711-5211. We'll be right back with Tim Martin and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. It's easy to see why Personal Real Estate Investor Magazine named Lifestyles Unlimited the best real estate education and mentoring program in the United States. We take you by the hand and teach you how to invest in real estate. We've been doing it for 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won independent, local, state, and national Investor of the Year awards nine of the last nine years. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to LifestylesUnlimitedPodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell is Tim Martin. He's a real estate investor out of Chicago, Illinois, who has purchased 10 single-family houses, nine apartment complexes, a total of apartment complex units of 1,634 units, and done this in a very short period of time. When we went to break, Tim, uh, as we went out to break, we were talking about this financial planner that had a plan for you that just didn't sound that appealing uh, for obvious reasons. But I want to ask you this. Did you did you then ask him, but wait a minute, I thought I told you I just got kicked in the mouth three times in a row by the, what your plan is, the stock market. You know, 
What did he, what did he say about that? I mean, he's, you told him you were mad because you got beat up three times, and he's telling you, great, let's yeah. go back and do it again. And exactly. <laughs> and he says, I apologize. He says, you, you were in the wrong uh, wrong place at the wrong time. We can't control the market, um, it, the volatility. So what we're going to do for you is we're going to taper down your risk. And what we're going to do is diversify your portfolio uh, like it's never been diversified before. So you're not going to be exposed to that type of risk. You're going to be in municipal bonds. You're going to be in uh, corporate bonds. You're going to be in uh, mutual funds and stocks that hold steady. And if one goes down, the other one will go up. And you'll be uh, virtually risk-free you know, with the portfolio that I set up for you. And I'll continue to manage it for you and make adjustments as needed. Well, let's talk about that as uh, highly educated, intelligent, highly compensated professional that you are. Uh, that theory that, that diversification, something's going to go up while something goes down. Let's just think about this. In 2009, in 2008, 2009, when the banks went broke, real estate crashed, right? The stock market right. crashed. And interest rates dropped to the lowest that they ever have been since I've been a human being alive, about 3%. So bonds went down to nothing. Corporate bonds were at like 1%. You know, treasuries were like a quarter of a percent or something. And in Europe, they were actually negative interest. They're, they're actually paying money to have somebody hold their money for them. So does that theory really hold water, that diversification stuff? No, it doesn't to me because you mentioned that, you know, if one goes up, one goes down, but they were paying next to nothing. So. You know, okay, I wasn't losing, but they're paying next to nothing. Now the gentleman, of course, across the table doesn't doesn't tell you what his fees are going to do to your portfolio on an on an annual basis, and he didn't factor in uh, uh, inflation and what inflation is going to do to the portfolio. So actually, when I walked out of there and started putting a pen to it and started figuring things out, I said, "Wait, he, he's talking about a minuscule." amount of appreciation every year, if any, but he isn't factoring in his fees and inflation into his account, so in, into my account. So I, did you I was ask, just like... Did you ask me? what the fees were by chance? Did you actually ask what the fees were? Absolutely. Absolutely. Give us an idea what they were very, and, and they varied between whether or not it was a bond, a municipal bond, a corporate bond, or whether it was a stock, or whether it was a mutual fund. Some of the mutual funds were at 2.5%. Wow. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> Especially when you're earning 1%, to pay 2.5% for fees and is pretty to heavy. get in. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, so All right. you decided that that wasn't going to work for you for obvious reasons and uh, so forth. Then you looked into the Robert Kiyosaki deal, and then you decided to buy some houses. We got that part of your story pretty well lined out. I want to stop at that point of the story now and step across the aisle to Kathleen. While you were going through all this intellectual you know, banter with yourself about what you should do financially for your future, was Kathleen in this discussion at all, or did, did you just have this internal conflict going on? It was an internal conflict. Um, yeah, it was in internal, and um, it was it was just a, 
a struggle, a, a struggle that I couldn't figure out um, because my father was a, in the financial uh, uh, advisor uh, business, and I had an older brother in the financial advisor business, and none of it seemed sense to me. None of it was working out for me. None of it was producing for me. Gotcha. All right. So, um, who see your brother Jeff actually joined before you did? How did he hear about us? Well, he's in Houston uh, with you there, and so he saw you on a billboard, and then he started tuning into the podcast, and then he said, "Hey, you know the single family homes." He, he had he had given up on the financial institutions around the same time I did, and he says, "There's another way, you know, single family homes." And so we both started buying them back in 11, um, 10, 11, 12, at the same time. Um, but using Kiyosaki's model, which is not nearly as sophisticated and well thought out and well mapped out as the one that I found at Lifestyles. But it was very helpful. I'm not going yeah, to dispute that. Uh, but he never, never explained the theory of, um, you know, um, only putting down 20% and taking the rest of the 80% and then buying four other properties, you know, assuming it's a $100,000 home. Um, so anyhow, my brother Jeff and I both then started getting in single-family real estate investing. Um, so if that answers your question. Yeah, so um, Jeff got you to take a look at Lifestyles. So you started listening to the podcast. Um Eventually, you joined, and uh, where did you? You took the two day with me and with David. I think you said, didn't you? You took it twice. What I did um, first is I went on the internet and I took the workshop, and okay. then I was impressed with that. Then what I did is I took the the next course um, over the internet. Then I decided to join as a passive. I took the two day over the internet again. And um, it just wasn't the same as, as live. You don't get to meet the people, fantastic people down there. You just don't get the, um, you just don't get the energy that you do um, and the excitement that you do live. So after I took the two-day, the following month, August of last year, the beginning of August, I came down um, to Houston, and I took the two-day with you, um, with Kathleen, and it was fantastic. Um, it, it, it blew my mind. The people I met were fantastic, and they were so open. And they um, just gave me their roadmap, what they did, how they got to where they were. Um, and I went, I went right to the, you know, to the most successful guys I could find in the room, and you know, asked them their story, and they were just terrific. Um, so yeah, I took the two day with you, and then uh, just recently, uh, this past June, the beginning of June, I took my 19 year old daughter. Uh, she attends Michigan State, and I took her down, and I um, took her to David Fisher's uh, class in San Antonio just to get a different perspective and to reinforce what I learned from you, and that was a good experience. All right, well, we're going to take a break on that point right there. Tim, when we come back, we'll talk about, you know, what were the major points that you found as aha moments. Uh, we'll be right back uh, with Tim Martin and Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. 
Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, an investor in thousands of units over the years. Now it's your turn. Del Wamsey has been my mentor for nearly 25 years, and he's taught over 100,000 people just like you the principles of financial freedom through live one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited and his national radio show. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that changed my life. The workshop gets you on the inside of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, Lifestyles Unlimited will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell is Tim Martin, a Chicago real estate investor who owns 10 single-family homes and nine apartment complexes totaling 1,634 apartment units. Quite a feat for just a short number of years of doing this. And as we went to break, um, Tim, we were talking about, okay, now you took the two-day uh, whether you want to talk about the first time you saw heard it when you did it on the video or whether you came and saw it, what clicked in your mind day one? What what ahas did you get out of day one where you go, boy, that's it, that's the light, I, I needed that piece? I, I've already um, touched on it, Del, but it, it's extremely important, and it's other people's money. Um, you know, having 10 single-family homes and having them all um, paid for, I didn't realize that I could – refinance out 80% of the value of the home with little um, effort and then go out and purchase additional properties. But basically what I did, Dell, with that 80%, I went and I did uh, exactly that. I cashed out 80% on these 10 single-family homes since joining Lifestyles in, in August. And I started right away last fall. And I took this 80% out, plus I closed my financial institution brokerage account. I took the two sums of money, put them in one account, and then started buying passive income apartments with lifestyles with that money. With that, instead of retiring at 65, I'm projected to retire 18 months from now with the income that this guy had me at 65. So um, at 57, I'm going to be retired with the same amount (laughs) that this guy had me at at 65. So a three-year plan to totally retire yourself and maintaining your standard of living, uh, something the guy really couldn't even project for you no matter what he had planned. That's really a great accomplishment, to, to say the least, on this thing. Now... As we get into this situation here, I'm going to ask you some technical questions about how did you decide which lead investor you wanted to invest with, um, which is probably the most important decision you make. What was your criteria when you were looking for people to, you know, handle your money for you? I think it's the same for anybody um, in any business when they get into um, a partnership deal with them. 
you want integrity, you want loyalty, honesty, and then you want competency. You want them to know what they're doing. Once I had that, and, you know, I found that in so many of the lifestyle people because they were so well-educated and they seemed to be so honest and, you know, just reading people, I felt real comfortable with them. But then it came down to a second uh, Part B analysis. I asked him a, a vital question that I think is real important. I said, tell me about your team, meaning who's going to manage this apartment complex? What's the maintenance staff look like? Who's the leasing agent? What are their experiences? What are their previous occupancy rates? What are their previous histories um, in apartments of this size? And do they have the experience? And how are you going to monitor them? And exactly, you know, what is your plan of action for implementing this apartment to generate the annual yields and doubling the value and sometimes tripling the value of the apartment building, which is passed along to me as an investor equally in three, four, maybe five years. These guys are doing it. And so they'd tell me about their team. If I liked it and I liked what the, you know, with the, um, their PPM, their private placement man- memorandum, which explains and outlines everything that they're going to do, I read that carefully. Um, then I would request to be on their um, investor list, and um, then I had the opportunity to um, put in, um, you know, sometimes a little bit of money or a signif- significant amount of money. You know, um, I'm going to ask you the next technical question here about picking these people. I'm looking at your uh, portfolio. <coughs> Excuse me, I have dry throat. Um, you've got nine apartment complexes with eight different lead investors. Did that diversification come out of a plan from the beginning to be diversified across multiple human beings or did some other reason? How did that come about? It, it, it came about because, I yes, I did want to be diversified. I didn't want to be in one particular um, area. I mean, I have some in um, San Antonio, um, Austin, Dallas, um, in the Dallas surrounding area, metro area. Um, and then Atlanta, um, I went out to the uh, group in Atlanta that we've started um, and met those folks out there and got involved um, through the help of my mentor, who was fantastic, uh, that you guys gave me, uh, J.B. Durham. And through his guidance, um, you know, went out there and uh, met a fantastic uh, guy, first-time investor, Brian Sutton. But uh, he really uh, impressed me. And um when I got his plan and his um, his apartment complex and what he saw and what he was going to do with it, um, I was thoroughly impressed and confident in his ability um, and uh, recently invested into that. Um, that's been my latest one, and um, that's a good example is Brian Sutton in Atlanta. But I diversified, you know, through many units to spread my risk um, so that there's little to no risk. If one... If one doesn't, for some reason, yield as much as I'd hoped for, um, the others um, tend to pick it up. And the other thing that I found that is critically important in networking with lifestyles members is that when they project these yields on these apartment plays or the capital returns, they tend to under-promise and over-deliver. They don't want the reputation of over-promising and under-delivering. 
So when I talk to these people and I say, hey, have you invested with this guy before or this couple before? And they say, yeah. And I said, what was the expected returns? And they'd tell me 10 to 12%. I said, what'd you end up getting on average? And they'd tell me 13, 14, 15%. Consistently, I heard this time and time again. And so I did my research that way, too, on their previous deals, as I saw what, what did they initially project going into the deal to attract, to attract their investors? And then what did they actually produce? And that was a, a critical factor for me in my analysis. So you're, you're representing now something that I didn't even pick up on. You have not only uh, diversification amongst personnel and, and lead investors, but you have geographic diversification also. So you really are in the best place you could possibly be. Uh, say, if one market gets hammered, the other markets are all spread out. If uh, one person happens to get hit by a car, you know, not that somebody wouldn't pick that up and take it over, but, uh, you know, you've got some diversification in both areas. Last question on this area is, what about diversification of particular types of deals a la, you know, value plays compared to um, yield plays? Did you have any diversification that way, or did you pick one that you like better than the other? Actually, I eliminated straight yield plays. Um, I didn't want any Class A apartments um, where they were just a low yield. Um, a little bit more uh, aggressive. Um, I tend to be a combination of a type A and B personality. So what I did is I wanted a value component and a yield component in all my deals. And that's what I got. Some a little bit more yield and then some a little bit more value. But each one of them were uh, either a value yield play or a yield value play, depending on uh, the percentage uh, that they projected. Okay, that makes sense. Um, when you got into these deals and you started uh, making these deals, how did you decide how much you wanted to put in each one? Um, I don't need to know the actual numbers of each one, but just what was the decision-making process like? Well, I took the number that I that I had starting from the beginning, and then as it decreased in value um, or amounts as I got into these deals, some of these um, people that I'm invested with, and you, you have the names there, have an incredible record of four, five, six previous apartment complexes that they've gone in, turned around, and surpassed their yield predicaments per year, like I just mentioned, and also returned two or three hundred percent of the money within four, five, six, seven years and as low as three. So with those particular people, those are known achievers. That um, I was very fortunate to be invited in to participate with those people. All right, we're going to go go ahead and go to a break right now. We'll be right back with uh, Tim Martin and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. 
What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow, for the next couple of days, for a week, a couple of months, a year? How long until you'd lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the last segment of the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Tim Martin, a Chicago real estate investor. Tim is also a attorney. Right now uh, he is working private practice. He used to be a prosecutor attorney um, for many years, and uh, he says he's at the point in his life where he's looking to retire, and uh, he's got a plan that's going to get him out in 18 months. Having said all that, Tim, I'm going to ask you a different question, go a different direction here. If you would take this, pick this up, and run with this. Um, we have a tremendous number of members that are upper management, middle management type of individuals um, that come here and they find that their expertise is very valuable. They they like being invested. They like running businesses and so forth. What we don't have as many of are people like yourself, which are highly educated, highly compensated professionals that work in their business not on their business. They're just get up every day. And if you don't go do some, some legal work, you don't get paid. Doctor doesn't go do some doctor work. He doesn't get paid, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All these highly compensated, highly educated, mostly intelligent individuals. And yet with all of that education, all that intelligence and, and a lot of money to invest, most of them do not find their way to something like this where they can retire. Is it they don't want to retire, Tim? Is it they don't know that something like this? Or is it that the feeling that, hey, we're the smartest guys in the room and nobody else can tell us something we don't know? We've already paid for the highest, you know, the most intelligent financial planners there are. We get everything done the best because we're the best. Uh, where Where is this where is this falling apart on their part as far as me being able to meet them and let them see what they could do passively uh, while still being a professional? Can you help us out on that? I don't think they understand the passive income. I think they understand that there are alternative vehicles, investment vehicles out there, such as REITs, uh, Real Estate Investment Trust. But then again, those are mutual funds subject to financial advisor fees and ups and downs in the market, um, corporate structures, and so forth. Um, they really don't um, uh, anticipate um, alternative or investigate alternative um, sources of income, and they don't understand what passive income is. They just park their money. They make a huge sum of money, professionals out there, as you mentioned, and they park it in banks. They park it in bonds and in mutual funds and financial institutions, and that's a disaster. It has done nothing for this uh, for this country or for the, the individuals themselves. And at the courthouse and at the Bar Association for Attorneys and talking to them and saying, you know, hey, we don't have a pension program in a, in a law firm um, and at the uh, state attorney's office. And if it, there is, it's minuscule. It's not enough to do any good at all at retirement. Uh, so they do not 
they're not educated. They don't realize it. The ones that are in there that I've met at Lifestyles, the few that are, are amazing. Engineers, um, I've met um, all sorts of different professionals, and they are just absolutely flabbergasted how they had all this money parked aside, making virtually nothing or losing in many cases, and not realizing the amount of passive income. Do you realize that in 18 months, I'll be able to match my income right now and then not touch the principal? And and if I keep this going and keep the passive investing going and just, just keep churning it, I won't need to touch my principal. And I'll have that principal left over at the end of my life to pass on to my heirs. And that is just mind-boggling to me. Now, do you think that there's um, – I'm, I'm just trying to figure out for my own benefit, and really this discussion is sort of uh, a veiled <laughs> uh, veiled sales pitch to intelligent people out there, successful people. In other words, hey, we sound like we're talking about a third party, but really we're talking about the people sitting out there right now. Um, do you think it's because that these people – are more skeptical than the average person, you know, that, hey, I was taught that you go to school, you get, you know, you get a degree, you get a job and make a lot of money. And all of that's what I was told. And all of that worked. So now when you tell me that there's some other way I could have got rich without doing hardly anything, that's just too good to be true. You know, it's got to be something for nothing. It's this, it's that, whatever. Do you think they're just more skeptical because they're more educated? I, I, I truly do. I truly do, and I don't think that they have an open mind, and I don't think that they have the time and the energy to investigate for themselves and to do the work to see what's actually out there, um, and including lifestyles and group, you know, like-like uh, lifestyles, um, apartment associations and so forth. When you're working till 50, 60, 65 hours a week in a stressful environment, um, at the, you know, you get done at the end of the day or, or the weekend, and you just want to relax. You want to kick back. It's not like they want to get into something else. And the money's so lucrative and the job is so good that they don't want to uh, reduce their hours because the pay is so good. And it took them so long uh, to get there in terms of education expenses and their internships uh, to get to the point in life where they are making and generating that sort of income. And then they are skeptical, and then they tend to believe in the uh, their investor at the uh, at the financial institutions that this is the best way and the only way to park your money. Yeah, well, Tim, I appreciate that insight, and uh, I think in the future we're going to be looking and at that a little bit more, and probably discussing it with you some. Uh, for everyone else out there, we want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing all of your experiences with us. I mean, you've done an incredible job. I really look forward to the next 18 months where we get you freed up and you'll have tons of time to do nothing but give back. And you know, I'll come looking for you then. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Del. All right, sir. For the rest of you, we're not doing it just for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.